Hey everyone, Pratiti Pathak here. Welcome to Unpacking Brain Drama, where we talk about real life experiences, the challenges and the obstacles. Sometimes we use them to block ourselves. Sometimes we use them to grow and evolve. Here's what I want to say. Obstacles are not the things blocking our path. Obstacles are the path. So in other words, we have to grow through what we go through. So join me as we have some amazing conversations with some amazing guests. Let's go. So today I have a really exciting conversation ahead of us. I am super excited. Um, My guest today is Marty Matika. He is a life coach, a therapist, a speaker, a best-selling author. His book, he's a co-author in the book, Success from the Heart, where he gets to share his own personal journey on how he's gotten to where he is today. And he primarily works with children going through divorce and their parents or maybe children who are either going through it right now or already have gone through it and have been affected by it. So welcome, Marty. Hi, Pratiti. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Good, good. I'm not hearing you. You're not hearing me? All of a sudden. Welcome, Marty. Hey, can you hear me? Let me see what is going on. I was hearing you right before we hit the live. Right, is there? Hmm. How about now? How's that? Good. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Okay. I can hear you. Let me see if I can undo my. I'm not sure why I can't hear you all of a sudden. How about now? Let's see. Okay, I think I stopped the live stream. Can I hear you now? Can you? No. Now you still can't hear me? Go ahead. Can you hear me now? Yeah, but now talk. Okay, I'm talking now. Okay, so for whatever reason, when I'm muting my side, because otherwise I'll get the echo from Facebook. Oh, Okay. That's all- not happened to me before. So, um, all right. So that's okay. What I'm going to do is I'll just shut the Facebook part down altogether as soon okay. as we go live. So, all right, okay. we're going to go back. This is <laughs> after everything. <laughs> live okay let's see it one more time all right okay 
folks, I think we're probably live. Yes, I think we are. I know it says it. Okay, one more time. I think we have our act together right now. Welcome to Unpacking Brain Drama. This is your What's Up Wednesday. It is the middle of your morning, the middle of your week. And I am here today with an amazing guest. His name is Marty Matika. He is a therapist, a speaker, a best-selling author, and he is um, a co-author actually in the book Success. Uh, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the name all of a sudden? Success from the Heart. And he is primarily working with children that go through divorce or are currently going through divorce. And um, welcome, Marty. How are you? Hi, Pratiti. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, folks. I know I got it. <laughs> through the whole time. So when I can't hear, that's a problem too. Um, as I was saying, it's a beautiful morning today. So if you guys can get out and get some fresh air, go for some walks. Marty, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now currently and what led you here. Sure. So yeah, I, I do a lot of therapy and life coaching um, and I do it for a lot of young people, whether their parents are going through a divorce, getting separated, they're not sure on their path in life. I have some young adults I've been working with trying to figure out, you know, what their next steps are in life. But really with any young person that's struggling, I've been taking a lot of them on and working with them. Um, another thing that I'm doing right now is I lead seminars for a local county, Montgomery County. Um, it's called the Children Come First, but it's teaching co-parents and people that get separated how to work together for their kids so those are some of the bigger things that I'm doing right now and um yeah how do people actually like you know sometimes when we're going through divorce I've gone through divorce I have not gone through parents divorcing my parents are still together um 50 four years, <laughs> 55 years, um, actually 55 years. And, you know, when we think about our age today, there's a lot of people that go through divorce. So there's a lot of children struggling in this area because as we know, no matter what challenging experiences we go through, most of the time we end up making that mean something about ourselves on how we're doing something wrong or there's something wrong with us. And I think as children, there's so much more of that opportunity to feel like something is our fault. And my thought right away, and you tell me for sure, because you're the expert, um, as children, we want to kind of fix the problem or we think the problem is us possibly and we don't want this problem to be happening we're like no they need to stay together and when in their mind they're unable to fix the problem it's like they've failed at something and could you touch a little bit on that am i even close no that's great what you said there um because it's a common theme i see in a lot of the kids that come into my practice or that i work with is that they blame themselves for their parents divorce or separation now you and i know that's crazy especially for a five-year-old a 10-year-old it's like those are adult issues they ended up breaking up over that the kid has nothing to do with that but a lot of times the kid will take on the fault um i know for myself personally my parents got divorced when i was about five and I remember trying to be a better kid, trying to talk to both of them to get them to stay together, because I think the 
the tough part is it's the two people you love the most in the world and they're going to end up separating one's going to move out it's heartbreaking for a kid to be in that situation so a lot of kids will be like oh i'll be a better kid especially at a younger age i'll be better please stay together meanwhile the kids don't know that it really has nothing to do with them nothing at all I i've never met anyone that got divorced because they had a bad kid right so that's not even a real thing but that's where young people go that's how our brains are designed to just kind of go there when that happens. So I, what I do is I'll work with young people to understand that these are more adult issues, that this is not something that you did wrong, no matter how you act. It's not, they're not divorcing or separating because of you. And then helping them find their voice in the situation and helping them to feel better about it. Because it was a heartbreak for me when it happened. Yeah, so do you, <clears throat> do you think they're having, they're trying to be a, they're trying to be a better kid so that their parents don't walk away or even talking to their parents. But it's like, if they're just, if they just don't get in trouble, if they just don't do anything wrong whatsoever, it's like the children are pretty much walking on eggshells. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, when you go through it at five, you absolutely don't understand a thing. What about teenagers where they actually do know what's going on um and i what i find that is probably the worst thing you can do is involve your children in your your battle or upset or disagreement with your partner like i remember when i was going through my divorce my son at one point he was just super mad at his dad um about how he was handling something and um he had gotten in the car with me and and expressed that he was uh angry and i said listen i said do not let my issues with daddy become your issues with daddy it has nothing to do with you um when i divorce daddy i will no, we will no longer be married and we won't be each other's husband and wife but we will still be your mom your dad so our relationship is changing, but yours is not. And I think that's super important for them to understand, especially when they're old enough to understand. Yes. And, and you really handled it the right way um, because some parents will try to gain favor of the teenager. They will put the other parent, you know, they're horrible. They cheated on me. They lied to me. They were such a bad person. And, you know, you have to remember your young person, even a teenager, loves both of you more than anything in the world. They model both of you. They look up to both of you. They're half you. They're half that other person. So when you're putting that other person down, someone they love, it hurts their feelings just at a basic level, right? So it's like, this is the way you handled it. This is an issue between mom and dad. We'll find a way to work through it. We both still love you. It has nothing to do with you, right? Like going back to those kind of statements, especially for a teenager, which understands it more which yeah. will have more anger about it which just because they're not five they still want their parents together right and they well, still it's a lack of control it's a right. lack of control they're adequate they have zero control over it so what i notice when they're acting out is that they're they're um they're trying to control other areas of their life right whether they're smoking or doing the cigarette like they're doing something that they're trying to gain control over in an area that they can control um you know, one of the things that uh, I I see moms, dads going through when they're having children that are acting out. Um, so many times, there's a there's like a parent that's doing all the right things. There's a parent that kind of is negligent in a way where they're not really paying attention to the kids, or uh, they're just more like 
you know, there's there's always a parent that wants to leave and a parent that doesn't want to leave. So, you know, they're, you know, not both people all the time want to be divorced. Um, I have a client who um, is going through that type of thing, but when the, the kids are desperately always trying to take the uh, one parent's side because it's the parent that gives them the least amount of attention and the parent that is trying so hard is not getting the attention from the children and it, it's breaking them down like I'm going to lose my kids and the kids don't want me and they want the parent that's not. And what I really want to understand, because this is my like primal understanding of human nature, they already know, the children already know they have your love and affection. You're not going anywhere. It's this parent they're afraid of losing because they already don't get a whole lot of attention from this parent. So they're desperate to not lose even that little bit of attention they may get from that parent. Does that does that ring true for anything I'm saying? Because I think that that the parent that like, I do everything and I'm always there and I feed them and I do all these things and they never have to ask me for anything. They have a clean, wonderful environment with me. On the other hand, uh, the other parent is angry all the time, negative, doesn't take care of them. And so I don't understand why they always want to be with them. And I'm like, they, they, they're not afraid of losing you. You're there no matter what they do. They're, you're constant. So they're going to do everything to grasp and, and be on that other person's side just so that they can hold on to whatever little bit of relationship because there's a fear of losing that parent altogether now. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, well said. And, you know, sometimes that other parent will be very angry or upset. And, you know, a natural instinct of a young person, just like it is for us as parents, is to protect, is to help out when they can. So they'll see one that's kind of got it all together and doing everything and working through it well, and the other one's not. And they want to be like a caretaker. They want to take care of them. Um, but they also want more of their attention, too, because it's not the same dynamic where both parents are in the same home. You can be with either one or both of them as much as you want you don't have as much so sometimes they will do what they can to protect that other parent to get a little bit more favor like you're saying to yes. get them to want to be with them a little bit more right instead of just kind of focusing on all the things that are wrong it's like well okay so here's our dynamic like I still want time with you dad or mom whoever that is on the other side yeah and I and I think that um I, I gosh this is just such an, an amazing um type of work that you're doing because our young folks really struggle. And even as adults, we struggle if, you know, our parents divorced or if our parents aren't doing well together even, you know what I mean? So all of that plays a role. Um, majority of the experiences through childhood is what forms us altogether. <laughs> so it makes sense that when, you know, the stability is gone. And I noticed this as I divorced with when my son was 15, it was way less to control the situation with him than had I divorced when he was younger. Maybe I would have been able to have uh, more loving conversations with him. Um, you know, my son's father left when I was pregnant with him, so he had never met his father. It was very easy for me to just say bad things or good things. I always told him really positive things about his dad because number one, when you say negative things about the other person, in the end, your children lose respect for you. They devalues their relationship with you. It devalues your word, you know, all of it there. I think it really breaks the trust um, 
between that relationship because now they're hearing that you saying bad things or negative things about somebody you loved. Yep. Yeah. And I would even go a step further saying your situation, right? To say all these negative things about your kid's dad who was never really there. Remember, they're half of him too. Yes. So if you're saying all this negative stuff, like he he's horrible, he's a liar, he's a cheater, whatever it is, it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm that too, because I'm half of him. Right. So kids do understand that at a deeper level. It's like, whoa, wait, I'm, I'm part dad. I'm part mom. And mom's saying all these bad things about dad. I guess I have those bad. What does that mean about me? Right. Like maybe I'm that way too, because that yes. was my dad. And, right. So. Yeah, that's definitely something we don't, I don't think that most people going through divorce think about that. So what are some, like, if, if you know, if somebody's listening to us right now, if somebody listens back on the recording or hears it on the podcast, mine or yours, um, what are some really solid tips that you could give to parents and also with their son? Now, I, I've tapped on this meditation thing um, and how I used to introduce it to my son especially once he hit school, like seven, eight years old, what I would do is I didn't call it meditation. Number one, I would just have it incorporated into his morning routine where I said, you know, Hey, I want you to get up and brush your teeth and get ready and blah, blah, blah. But then I want you to sit down for about like five, 10, 15 minutes and think about your day. What are you going to do today? What are you going to accomplish? Maybe you have a test, whatever, just reflect on your day. And then at the end of the day, before he went to bed, I would have him do the same thing and kind of reflect back at his day and did he get to do what he wanted to do? How could he handle something differently? And over time he had said to me, you know, that really helped him actually think about things throughout the day according to what he had reflected on in the morning or what are your thoughts about that? And then go ahead and give me some tips. Yeah. So first off, I think that was great. You were able to do that. It's something I've tried with my daughter and it's kind of a hit or miss thing, but that would be one of the greatest things because it's not just the meditation. It's also the visualization and the creation of the day, which we have a lot of say in how it goes. And if we get ourselves in a good mindset in the beginning of the morning, the day is more likely to go our way. More things will go our way. Not that we won't have challenges and struggles, but that's really a great practice to put in for any parent. Um, what I would say, if there are two parents that are separating, um, one of the best ways to deliver the message would be to do it together with the child or children, right? Like mom and dad, we, we've kind of fallen out of love. We're moving in different directions. We both love you more than anything in the world, but want to let you know that, you know, one of us is going to end up moving out. We're still going to do whatever we can for you. We're still going to do our best to get along, but kind of letting them know it's going to be okay. Even though you're, it's like a dropping the hammer on them, punching them in the gut, trying to soften the blow as much as possible, because as the two parents, you've already made up your mind, you're doing this. So how can we make it a softer, impact, not as traumatic on our child or children. So that would be one of the things, doing it together. Um, and then as much as possible, being able to work with one another, you know, in a nice way. One of you may be upset. Maybe there was an infidelity. Maybe there was something else that happened that they, you were really upset about, but trying to find a way to work through that for your child, trying to not have your child drug through the mud of what went down in the relationship, especially when they're younger and they don't even understand the relationships. But even for the teenagers where teenage years are a very, very sensitive time in life, you're growing, you're adjusting, there's peer pressure, there's doing good in high school, there might be sports, 
sports, there's interest in the other side, whatever. There's a ton of things going on in that world as they're growing into adults. So they already have so many things they're dealing with to throw a major trauma or major stressor into their life is challenging. Um, so you have to do whatever you can to make sure they're okay. Something else would be great is checking in with them, talking with them as much as possible, seeing if they'll be willing to open up to you and share what's going on. And again, if they're not willing to open up, they may be shut down at the time. They may be upset at the situation. They may be upset with mom and dad in that situation. Then having them see somebody that can help them work through the process. Because even if they were saying something negative about both mom and dad in some therapist's office, the therapist isn't going to say anything to anybody. No one ever hears it. But the young person comes out feeling better because they're able to vent about what's going on. I think that's probably the biggest thing is allowing your child to be able to vent and say what's going on for them. And sometimes the way they say it may be upsetting to the parents, right? Like, I hate that you put me in this situation. I'm a victim. Why couldn't you have stayed together with dad? Like, this is hard. Why are you doing this to me? Right. And it's like, we've kind of already made up our mind. So helping them through that, getting them to talk about whatever they can and process what's going on, because it's not an easy transition. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point, because that is something that the parent is struggling with is hearing a lot of negativity come from the child. Like when I hear, um, you know, clients of mine talking about their kids don't, you know, this is exactly why. I don't want to live with you. And this is exactly why I don't want to be around you. It's, it, it feels so, it's like daggers being thrown at you, right? And they're just like expressing not exactly the words maybe they're using, but what they are clearly expressing is this sucks. I hate it. And I don't like that either one of you are doing this because clearly neither one of you care about me since you're doing this to me, you know, so that's kind of how, how the kids feel about it. Um, but, you know, one thing I really want to touch on, I, I know that we're um, uh, oh, not always going through a, uh, an easy breakup, right? I did a no fault divorce with my husband. There was no, like, even though we had some things going on that we weren't yelling, screaming matches. We, you know, my ex um, husband actually still continued to live in the house with us for 10 months after our divorce. We were very civil. Um, and so, and even with that, my kids struggled with it, you know what I mean? Because it's a, it's a changing of his lifestyle. Um, but so that's an easier one and still has, it's comes with its challenges. What about, um, I have people in my own life that have gone through really challenging, ruled out long 10-year divorces that um, where one parent is doing parental alienation. Can you touch a little bit on parental alienation? Sure. Because sure. I, have, I have people in my life that have literally lost the connection and the relationship with their child permanently. Um, and that's devastating because of another parent alienating the other parent. Yep. So again, you know, the parent alienation is really one parent speaking negatively about the other parent to kind of break it down for the audience just at a basic level, yeah. right? So one of the, there's multiple things about it that really put the young person in a tough situation. Again, first off, they love both of you. So if you're saying something negative about the one, one parent, you're saying something negative about someone that they love. So that hurts for anybody. The other part is, um, 
they're half you, they're half the other person. So if you're saying all these negative things, that young person may feel like, oh, maybe I'm that way. Maybe I'm bad. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm a horrible person like mom is or dad is or whoever's being put down by the parent alienator. You know, it's okay to be upset about a divorce or separation. It's probably one of the harder things to go through in life. The key is don't share that with your child. Your child, There's nothing they can do in the situation and they're ultimately the victim. And I don't even like that word, but in this situation, they're ultimately the victim. So find some outside sources. You know, if you're really upset about how it went down and, and that you got separated, find a therapist or someone to talk to, find a support group to go join in, you know, find a friend, a relative, someone in your life to be able to go to as your go-to person when you're upset. It's okay to be upset about it. It's okay to vent. It's just not doing that with your child. Find other people in your life to do that with, because it's natural, you're human, but yeah. just not sharing that with your child. And it's very easy to vent with your kids if you're a mom or a dad who is primarily home with the kids. And, you know, if, if like what, you know, I mean, my gosh, we get, we get very bitter towards one another when things aren't going the way we want or somebody's not cooperating or whatever it is. But over time, the alienated parent is the one who loses or has the potential to lose the relationship with their child. Um, you know, I, I, I know folks who have uh, lost their relationship with their children for, you know, a decade, and they were already, on, you know, on the verge of becoming adult children. So they had lots of um, understanding of what was going on. And at the same time, they don't. Yeah. Right? Because even though we're teenagers, even though we might be 19, 20 years old, you have zero idea or conscious awareness of what it is to be married to somebody or being in a, in a deep connected relationship with children for so many years and then have to disconnect and, and struggle with the loss of that. So even then, when they think they're kind of adult children, they still don't get it. And even they can be alienated from the other parent and not even understand what's going on for them. Yep. Yeah. And I've seen it where, you know, alienation can get pretty bad in some ways, you know, ultimately in that situation, if you are alienated from your child, you want to find something that's called a reunification therapist. I don't do that work, but it's basically bringing back a parent and a young person, getting them in the same room, starting to work through the issues. Um, it's something that can be helpful. But I will say on the other side of parent alienation, which some parents that do parent alienation don't realize is over time, you saying all that negative about the other parent. Once your kid realizes that this stuff's not true, you're going to have a serious break in trust, meaning the parent alienator is going to have a serious break in trust where that young person may look at them as a liar. They may not trust them. You've told me all these things for years and they're not true. Dad is not that way. Mom is not that way. But you've said that for years. So now how can I really believe anything you say anymore? So that's the cautionary tale of being a parent alienator. Yes, you might win short-term favor in your kid's life, but in the long-term, you're probably going to end up breaking your trust with them when they realize the stuff you were saying isn't true. And that may be in five years, 10 years, 15 years, whenever that is. But when they realize that everything you said about that other parent or most of the stuff you said wasn't true, they're going to end up turning around on you and you know could break that trust and could really hurt that relationship with you. I agree. Um, 
you know, I know we're kind of at the end of our line uh, for gosh sakes. I think we should double our time together because that's, that's, the type. we'll definitely have to have you back on again. One last thing I really want to touch on with this whole parental alienation, because you know, how we handle our divorce really shows our children. I mean, you're setting in your marriage, you're setting the most important example in front of them is how to be in a relationship and then how to end a relationship, whether that's an intimate relationship or a parent-child relationship, like how you interact with your own parents shows them how to interact with you, how you interact with other people. So when you're showing how you're interacting in your marriage and in your divorce really sets the tone and forms the deepest example for your children on how to deal with relationships with other people and including the relationship with themselves. So if a parent has been alienated, even with adult children, now neither parent has control over, you know, forcing therapy together or anything. Like if somebody has lost touch with their child, any advice or any resources that that adult parent can can go to to be able to deal with the loss of his children in a way or her children um and maybe some steps to bring them back like my thought is like send them cards send them a love letter like write to them tell them even if they don't respond yeah, I think one of the biggest things would be pushing for a reunification therapist. Now, if that parent alienator on the other side is not willing to do it, unfortunately, you should probably go through the courts and find a way to get that to be forced to happen. If, because the, kids once, are, if the kids are adults, though, then... If the kids are adults, that's a whole... It's, it's like you're saying, you send a little letter, an email, just keep letting them know you're around, that you'll be there when they're ready to have a relationship with you. But don't just cut the ties and be like, you know what, <laughs> that's it. You know, they chose that other parent. Oh, well, that's it for me. You know, because young people are still growing. The brain isn't even fully grown until we're 25. So there's a lot of growing and changing and things take place. Sometimes may, they may even get into a serious relationship. Maybe they get married and they're like, oh, I, I just miss this other parent. And, you know, so we don't know how that's going to unfold, but keep staying in their life. Send them a gift on their birthday. Check in with them about college or how their new job is going or their new relationship, right? But stay a part of their life in little ways, little text messages, little emails, little gifts on birthday, Christmas, whatever you sell, like that whole world, stay a part of their life in whatever even minimal way. Because if you continue to do that over time, you're more than likely going to develop that relationship. It's going to get stronger. They're going to start to open up eventually. And it may not be till they're more of an adult, but whenever that is, is whenever that is, right? It's like you just keep staying in their life and staying there. Absolutely. And I know that you were already giving some tips on um, for the kids earlier, but if you could just wrap this up with me with some final really great tips for some kids, no matter what age you're going through, is there any advice that you could give them on how to change or shift their thinking about their responsibility in the marriage or divorce? Yeah, it's a good question because a lot of young people I see blame themselves for the divorce. So 
there's no way that a young person can cause it, but that would be the first thing to go to. You, you did not cause this divorce. This has nothing to do with you. These are adult issues. And, you know, it really has nothing to do with the young person. The young person, though, is in a tough situation because, you know, the, they don't want this to happen, right? It, they're, they would do anything to keep their parents together, but this is happening. So, you know, there are some positives that can actually come from it too. You get a little more one-on-one -on -one time with each parent. You know, these are minor positives. You get double the presents on your birthday. There's little things that can come from it. I'd say, you know, look at the positives, you know, continue to have a good relationship with both of your parents. If you have things that you're struggling with, whether you're angry, depressed, anxious, stressed out about it, talk to somebody around it. Whether you're with mom or dad that day, talk to somebody. Talk to a guidance counselor at school. Ask your parents if it's really that tough, if they could sign you up to see some therapist, right? Somebody, but continue to talk about what's going on. As a young person, the last thing you want to do is shut down. You want to find a way to process this stuff because this may be one of the harder things you go through in life, but life's not always easy. There's always going to be challenges and difficult things we deal with. And this is one of your first tests in life. How am I going to deal with something that's a difficult situation and make the most of it? So those would be a couple of the things I would say. And each young person is different. You know, we're all different as human beings. So whether you're five and a girl, 13 and a boy, whatever the dynamic is, your personality is all. So every kid and young person is going to look at this divorce differently, right? And that's okay. But finding a way to continue to express it and talk about it is going to be the biggest key to be able to work through it in the healthiest manner possible. Oh my gosh. I just think that, it, you know, there's so much work to be done in this area. Is there, um, how do, how does somebody who's going through a divorce, you know, we tend to want to keep our personal, especially our, you know, our ugly out of the public eye. So we don't always want everybody to know what we're going through or what our family is going through. How does a parent get to a point where they're just like, I need help? You know, a lot of times a parent will go to their own therapist, but I think that it's, and, and if they're, you know, if they're talking to people, maybe they'll be like getting the information that, Hey, you need to be in a, in a, in a group session with your kids or one-on-one -on -one with each kid, depending on how many kids you have. Um, how does somebody get to the realization where could, where should people be going to find somebody like you to work with? How does somebody work with you? say. Yeah. So both, work with both, right? Not just right. I work with the parents as well. And I do have co-parenting clients that I, you know, I'm teaching them to work together for their kid and helping them work through issues. But for someone like myself, um, you know, on my website, life-circles.com, you could always reach out to me. Um, we have an ebook on there, you know, the top five warning signs to notice in a young person suffering from a divorce. You can sign up for my, my email newsletter and you could download that book, but that will start to help you notice where you're young person is, you know, to find a good therapist, um, 
I would say talk to some people in your life if you don't know one. Um, and you can also reach out to, you know, if you have an attorney through the process, sometimes the attorney will know good therapists, but reach around. Because the thing I would say is with therapists, it's a very personal connection. You really want to have chemistry with them. You really want to trust them. Um, you really want to know that they're a good person. So the first therapist you see may not be the right one, but continue to search and, and look for it. Um, because there are people like me out there that will be able to help you out. Yeah, no, that's so good. I mean, my gosh, I could go on and on and talk about this because there's just so much dynamic. It doesn't stop at the divorce. Then there's remarrying and reintegrating other families. Now you have not just, you don't have mom and dad together anymore, but now you have new moms and dads, depending on your age. And you have stepmothers and stepfathers and now step siblings and uh, or maybe, you know, new children come up. So now you have half siblings. So the dynamic goes on and on when that new dynamic isn't working for the child. Then again, it's this anger and blame and shame on, you know, your original parents not staying together and doing, you know, what in the child's mind they were supposed to do as parents. And the, the amazing part is, is, you know, we can actually see our parents as human beings that, make mistakes and we're like yep they're human they can make a mistake somehow we don't think they're supposed to make any mistakes as a parent we think they're supposed to be perfect as the parent so every other area of your life mom and dad it's okay if you screw things up we get it you're human but in this particular area no mistakes allowed it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it <laughs> right it's a, it's a very true thing and um it just goes to show I'm a mother who lost a child. He was my only child. It goes to, to reflect on how different that relationship and how deep that bond and connection is versus anybody else in your life. There are the people that you know first before anybody else. Um, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is, a, is the toughest thing for children to go through is when things aren't going well with the mom and dad. And I think mostly children just genuinely want their parents to be happy um, because they equal that to their own happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And like you're saying the the separation or the divorce is just the first thing, but then there's so many other things that come after it. Like you were talking about, you know, the parents starting to date again, possibly getting married, possibly having new half siblings and the whole world of that. And then possibly a girlfriend or boyfriend being kind of integrated in there. There are so many more things. This is kind of just the first step. And we can always talk about that in a future get together with me and you. So what would be, um, the, the first thing that would happen for somebody if they reached out to you, is there a, a consultation? Well, there's a, yeah, a free consultation for sure, just to see if I'm a good fit for you and you are a good fit and just make sure that it's something that I can help you out with and hearing your situation. If not, I have several people I can refer you to, so I will make sure you're taken care of. And again, you could reach out through my website, life-circles.com. I'm going to put that in the link. And just so you guys know, Marty is like local to me. I'm in Chester County, originally from Bucks County. He's sandwiched in between us, right in the middle there in Montgomery County. He's the King of Prussia and just a phenomenal human being. Thank you so much, Marty, for being on here with me today. I definitely want to do a follow-up because there's just so much more brain drama to unpack in this area for sure. And we all have it. And you know, when I when I talk to any of my clients and they come to me with their mommy daddy issues, we 
all have mommy daddy issues. So mostly it's because we just don't think they were doing it right. <laughs> and somehow we were the blame for it and it's all of our fault and we weren't good enough and all of that. So if anybody is listening to this, if anybody you know that needs to hear this, please, please, please share this episode because I think we all know folks that are currently struggling with it. Maybe you're 50 years old and you're still going through your parental issues from when your parents got divorced. This is not something that just stops after you stop being a child or after your parents finally sign the divorce papers. This is an ongoing thing. Once you make something mean something about yourself, it's, it, it affects you in all the different areas of your life. So if you see things affecting you in your own relationships, it could very well be stemming from some unaddressed uh, feelings and thoughts about your childhood um, experiences with your parents and divorce. And um, I love you all so much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the recording. I'm definitely going to have to have Marty back on so we can talk more about this. Thank you so much, Marty. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Unpacking Brain Drama podcast. You'll find links for all the things mentioned below in the show notes. And it would be incredibly awesome if you would take a quick moment to leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. If you'd like to be considered as a guest on our podcast, be sure to go to www.resultsbydesigncoaching.com for a free 30-minute coaching session. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.